There's an old joke about a transcript of a radio conversation between a U.S. Navy aircraft carrier and the Canadian Navy. Perhaps you've heard it. We've got some great Navy folks here. An American warship was traveling the Atlantic and they radioed to the Canadians, please divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid collision. To which the Canadians responded, well, we recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid collision. And an American captain then comes over the radio in a much more stern voice and says, this is the captain. I say again, divert your course. To which the Canadians politely responded, no, I say again, divert your course. And finally, the captain booms, this is the aircraft carrier, the U.S. Abraham Lincoln, the second largest in the United States Atlantic Fleet. I demand that you change your course 15 degrees, that's one five degrees to the north, or countermeasures will be taken to ensure the safety of my ship. And the Canadians responded, this is a lighthouse, your call. <laughs> Friends, this month we're starting a new sermon series which is called What's New? And it's all about looking for and beginning to open ourselves to the newness of God, to what new things God is doing in our lives. Today we're talking about the times when God asks us to change course, to take a new route, at times to avoid collision, at times to avoid certain disaster, and at times simply to open our, our, open our eyes to new things. So let us pray. God, in this new year, open our eyes, open our hearts to the new things that you are doing in our world, in our lives, and in ourselves. Amen. Well, I begin the new year with a confession. It seems that I stole the second page of the scripture from Dave, so he couldn't read it, because it's here in my sermon. So I'm going to complete the scripture from the Gospel of Matthew. In, in verse 7 it reads, Then Herod secretly called for the wise men to learn from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go also and pay him homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child and Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. So we think that we know all about them. Three royal kings arriving on the backs of camels, manger side. They come just in time to stand next to the shepherds and the cattle in the night of Jesus' birth, wrapped in their royal robes, carrying their costly gifts. But the reality is, is that they are shrouded in mystery. They were most likely called magi, not really kings, not royalty but some type of upper-class astrologers following another religion, perhaps Zoroastrian religions, where they studied the stars. And so when they saw that star appear, they knew that that star was different. 
and that it pointed to a great ruler, to a great king that would change the world. And so they followed it. Reliable sources tell us that they probably traveled from somewhere nearby modern-day Iraq, about a thousand miles, a journey that would take perhaps two years, maybe on camel, possibly not. And as for their number, there could have been three, or four, or five, or as one child at 9.30 yelled out, maybe there was ten. We don't know, because legend numbered them and named them Gaspar, Melchior, Balthasar, each with their corresponding gifts. But the Bible does seem to suggest that they didn't arrive at the manger at the same time as the shepherds or the angels. Instead, they showed up years later, not at a stable, but at a home with Mary and Joseph and with the toddler, Jesus. And we know that they worshiped Jesus and they left their gifts there. And there's been all this attention paid on the three gifts that they brought, and with good reason. Perhaps you've heard a sermon before on the gifts of the Magi or a Sunday school lesson or read a devotion book. But this morning, I, I want to really uh, avoid the conversation about their gifts because I want to talk about the journey. The journey that brought them there and the dream that led them home by a new way. There's a story that comes out of our winter relief community a few months ago, and it's from one of the guests, a man who had a solid job and a place to stay. And his story was is that he walked away from all of it, and he virtually checked himself into the winter relief ministry. And the reason was this, was that because he was in the throes of a heroin addiction, and every day on his way home from work, his commute took him right past his dealer's house. And stopping to get drugs was a temptation he could not avoid when it was on his familiar path every single day, day in and day out. So he knew that in order to, to get freedom from his addiction, he first had to literally start taking a new way home. And so he came to Winter Relief, where each week he would be surrounded by this community that would help hold him accountable, but that he would also, every day, have to chart a new course home. Avoiding these pitfalls, avoiding his bad habits, avoiding the place that for him meant sure and certain self-destruction. I want to suggest this morning that we can all sympathize with his story. Because in a way, we've all lived it, hopefully not on such a drastic level for many of us with something as challenging as addiction, but possibly. But who here has not found themselves in a situation where you're just driving along mindlessly when out of the corner of your eye you see your favorite place, your vice, your old destructive habit, and it's as if your car just gently glides into the parking lot. It could be the mall to get something new or the tool store to get that new tool or the fast food drive through to get your burger fixed or your fountain drink. We all love those fountain drinks to Starbucks for a $5 cup of coffee. The joke in my family with my in-laws is that every time they pass a Walmart, their car kicks into autopilot and just gently but firmly leads them into the parking lot, and there they are again at Walmart. Friends, on some level, we all get it. Bad habits, destructive behaviors, vices, they call to us. They reel us in. 
They work their way into our routines, into our daily practices, into our familiar roots, into our way home. But there is hope, because there was a once a famous philosopher and a theologian, Jimmy Buffett, who sang, changes in latitude equal changes in attitude. God knows that sometimes we all need a little change in our latitude to change our attitude. So in other words, when God is showing you a new way home, you should take it. One of my favorite poets, who I will read a blessing by today, Jan Richardson, was reflecting recently on a time in her life when she said that everything was just so much more challenging and so much more grief-filled than in times past. And during that dark season of her life, she began praying sort of the same two questions over and over again every day. God, what are you trying to teach me, and why me? And day in and day out, she would hold those two questions in her prayers. God, what are you trying to teach me, and why me? And then one day out of the blue, she heard this answer. Jan, I don't think it was a deep, booming voice, but Jan, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm trying to make a way for you. I'm trying to make a way for you. What she had failed to see was that the hardships in her life were merely that. They were hardships. Not something caused by God to teach her a lesson, but that God was in that season pushing and nudging and guiding her on a new path. Because God is the one who makes a way for us through whatever we're facing and charts a new way home. So friends, I don't know what path you're on this morning. Chances are many of us are on many different paths. But perhaps you're in the thick of it all, looking for the way that God is making for you through it. Or perhaps you are driving past those same old destructive habits day in and day out, or you're on a course that ends in collision or self-destruction, Or perhaps you're like many of the people I've talked to this morning, and sometimes myself included, and you're stuck on that same old route, wearing down the same old roads, day in and day out, with your eyes just glazed over, just going through the motions. We've all experienced that. How many of you have been driving along, and then all of a sudden you realize you don't remember passing the past three interstate exits? Or your car is all of a sudden pulling into your driveway, but you don't quite know how you got there. You don't remember the route home. Scientists call that highway hypnosis. And the problem with it is, other than the fact that it's actually really dangerous, is that it can happen in all aspects of our lives. This can happen in our our family life, in our work life, our school life, and our spiritual life as well. We all have seasons where we're stuck just going through the motions. I want to suggest that if any of these situations describe you or you know what path you're on, that this is the perfect week to start new. Not only is this the first full week of the new year, that week where we make all these great resolutions and new commitments to get healthy and happy for the first time, I've got my new Christmas Fitbit on, But more importantly, this is the week where Christians around the world are celebrating the Epiphany. On Wednesday, January 6th, Christians all over the world will mark the arrival of the Magi at the home of Jesus. 
where we theologically say that Jesus is revealed to all of the world and the light of Christ shines in all of our lives. That fancy word epiphany literally means in the Greek revealing or awakening. So this week is a time of revelation and of awakening for all of us, a time where we can open ourselves up to that new path that God is trying to chart in our lives. So I want to suggest that we would all start this week. And for the procrastinators here, you know who you are, you can start on Wednesday, <laughs> January 6th, Epiphany, the time where we welcome Christ into our lives and we know that we will never be the same. So on Wednesday, literally or figuratively, I challenge us all to start taking a new way home. Don't drive past your old habits. Don't let your old vices in. Don't get stuck just going through the motions day after day after day. Don't keep praying, God, why me? Why me? Instead, pray, God, what way are you making for me through all of it? And on Wednesday, may we all open ourselves up to the new that God is doing in our lives, the new way home that God is making for all of us. I want to close now with a blessing from Jan Richardson. We've almost worn this book out during Advent and Christmas. And this blessing is titled, The Blessing of the Magi. She writes, There is no reversing this road. The path that bore you here goes in one direction only, every step drawing you down a way by which you will not return. You thought arrival was everything, that your entire journey ended with kneeling in the place you had spent it all to find. When you laid down your gift, release came with such ease, your treasure tumbling from your hands in awe and benediction. Now the knowledge of your leaving comes like a stone laid over your heart. The familiar path closed and not even the solace of a star to guide your way. You will set out in fear. You will set out in a dream. But you will set out by that other road that lies in shadow and in dark. We cannot show you what route will take you home. That way is yours and it will be found in the walking. But we will tell you, you will wonder at how the light you thought had, you had left behind goes with you spilling from your empty hands, shimmering beneath your homeward feet, illuminating the road with every step you take. Amen. <laughs>